I brewed a fresh coffee and made a, a beautiful omelette and sat down staring out at the, the beautiful waves rolling at Pacific Ocean, wrote down a couple of notes on my pad and now I'm speaking to one of my best friends in the world. That is a day that I don't need to hurry, I don't need to rush. I'm not waiting for anything in particular because it's actually unfolding as we speak. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how you doing, man? I'm doing really well, thanks, Ezra. You look good, man. You look well. You look uh, uh, sprite and like a like a spring chicken. It's the only time I can remember where I've had a tan during winter. Yeah, it's impressive, really. I'm the opposite of you. I'm probably pale and bloated and a little veiny. Sounds very appealing. It's just, just it's the summer look. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying. You know, I I don't get it, man. I just don't understand why all of these conferences are held in Vegas. It's like just the most the gnarliest place you've ever been. I had to go here to speak at a at an event. It was great for business. It was wonderful. It, everything was great business wise. But I just can't stand Vegas, man. It's like I'm the guy at the juice bar going to sleep at 9 p.m. trying not to leave my room, and I still just leave there feeling destroyed. And you've never seen such a spectrum of people, like from the from the drunk bro with no shirt who's spilling beer on you in the elevator to like women in high heels and three thousand dollar ball gowns like all just kind of uh, in the same place at the same time it's just madness man i don't like las vegas that much it's just a dirty seedy place i know it's i really you know that the stereotypical movie scenes are, are almost how it pans out you've got those wild jackpot bells you've got weird characters everywhere and and expensive nightclubs and people go there in droves apparently it's the busiest airport in like domestic airport in the united states you know i've got some friends who i would say have vices and i think vegas brings the vice out of you if you've got something that you know like like here's my experience if you love your life then you don't really need to go and just go buck wild somewhere because you kind of have buck wild built in. You know, you have an outlet for expression built in so you don't have to go and just go crazy, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with that and I, I guess I guess maybe I do have some level of negative judgment on it because it was really tough on me, all the madness of Vegas. Yeah. Well, it's different to your uh, – you're on the other side of the country. You're very different to living on the land. Yeah, I was having a hard time with it. But anyways, I'm back now and uh, – uh, I spent a day coming down, and now I'm here. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere, Ezra. I've, I've just been surfing every day, and uh, apart from a little trip up the coast, which was still surfing every day, it's very grounding. It's just uh, to be in that routine. I'm really enjoying daily life. It's so good. It's so good, and it kind of ties right into our episode today, which is on waiting. Waiting. It's the time between when you decide you want something and when you get it, sort of the time before something happens. So waiting, what is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Is it really when you decide you want something or is it just the – is it when you're aware of a certain point in the future, like the concept of aging or the concept of us getting older? Is, 
is creates waiting by default, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's not the only time that you're waiting. That's just one of them. But yeah, it's it's sort of you're kind of waiting all the time in a certain sense, you know, depending on where your attention is. And generally, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because generally we think of waiting as a bad thing. We, you know, in our society, it's kind of thought of as a bad thing, but there's a lot of profit and fun to be had there. And one of the ways that I frame things is that there's three periods for any experience. There's the before, the during, and the after. And you can maximize your life and your business by being very present and attentive during all three of those periods. And often people are too focused on the end result. And if you're too focused on the end result, you kind of miss the pleasure of the of the process, the pleasure of the beginning of the cycle. So what I'm talking about here in this, my agenda for this episode is the shift from being goal oriented to being process oriented. And frankly, you're one of the most processes oriented guys I know. I, I am interested in process. I've learned a lot about it. I've heard it explained that anything can be broken down into a process. And if you can break it down into process, then you have the ability to control it. If you understand the process, you can change the steps, you know, refine the steps, remove steps. But I think in, in terms of this topic, things like routine are important. And I do lean on some of the ideas that I've collected around me. We've, we've heard ideas from guys like Dan Sullivan talking about the gap because we're always looking at the horizon and we'll never, ever reach it. Mm. So if we're... If we're goal-oriented, too much goal-oriented, too far in the future and we don't ever get there, there's a lot of waiting and that can create tension and then this other phenomenon happens where people anticipate bad things happening when in fact they may not happen at all. So we actually have this self-fulfilling prophecy situation like the witch doctor scenario. And you're all worried while you're waiting. Worried while you're waiting. So it could be waiting can cause worry for people. I think you can certainly develop tools to deal with the idea of waiting and to actually enjoy it. I've had a few experiences I can remember where there were long waits. For example, aeroplane flights in economy class with my knees banging up against the firewall and the, the cabin on the way to Egypt is one memorable one. It was quite a long flight and I was in a particularly nasty seat and i just tuned into a little spot on the wall and just let go of the world i just went into some meditative state and the next thing you know we were landing and i think this is kind of a teo idea or a, even a dalai lama thing but detaching from the ideas of the future and the past and everything and just just letting go and just being in the here and the now and, and just going, just even freeing your mind from that and just disappearing into another space. It sounds really crazy if you've never done it. However, I think that you can approach it even on a daily basis, things like surfing. I often find that I could be lost in the moment where I'm not conscious of time. Well, you're talking about being totally present, you know, and, and being exactly where you are. And that is a, it's a skill set, you know, being comfortable waiting and being present is a practice that you can develop and, and you can kind of notice how you are with small daily things. Like, can you wait in line without being super antsy? Do you wait in traffic? Like if you notice yourself always trying to move faster, or get there sooner, take a moment and kind of assess, like, is this the most pleasurable way to be doing whatever you're doing? Or would it be better to kind of chill out and know that your time will come? And oftentimes 
you have to wait as long as you have to wait, whether you're irritated about that or whether you're at peace with that. So you kind of get to choose your state as you wait, essentially. And I think sometimes there's no way to speed up the outcome. For example, when I take one of my kids to motocross, it's quite a drive. It's kind of like a six or seven hours worth of driving. And there's no shortcut to that. I'm not going to get helicopter airlifted to the place. Just There's no shortcut to picking up the trailer and driving to the venue. So what we do is we spend that time talking about things. We talk about the business profit model and we run hypotheticals. So I'll look at a plumbing van in front of our car and I'll say, right, the car in front, he's a plumber. How would he apply the business profit formula to his business? And my 15-year-old kid is so sharp, he'll just explain which parts of the profit formula the plumber could adjust to make his business more profitable. And so if you sort of follow this idea that time equals life, or that time is life, and you are in a position where you can't really change, like get to your destination or your immediate short-term goal faster, then the best thing to do is to use that time in a way that makes sense. That could be doing nothing. It could be optimizing it by listening to a podcast or reading a book so you can leverage your time better, which I often do if I'm on an airplane. It could be just sleeping. I, I seriously have found sometimes the best thing to do is to to just turn off everything and just crawl into bed and just just disappear for a while and recharge and waiting can turn into a real positive rejuvenation period in that case totally man totally and you know it's also a time of potential you know and at a certain point you want to move that potentiality into action. So it's important to stay present while you're waiting so you can assess. And this is another, like let's say you're waiting for something to happen. You want to be able to assess when it's the right time to move. So let's say, for example, if you're waiting a table as a waiter, just because you're not needed in a particular moment, if you just zone out, you'll miss the time when you are needed. And it's the same thing in life. So like if you're waiting for the right time for something, you want to be sure that you don't check out completely. I'm not talking about taking a nap or anything like that. I'm talking about like waiting being observation and good observation takes present. So you're present whether or not you're active or you're just waiting. You don't stop paying attention. You're like, oh, I got to wait for this thing to happen. So I just going to you know stop paying attention now. You don't really want to check out completely. Right. So I've got this idea around waiting. So the, the service staff is a good example because people would view that as like, you know, they call it clock watching. They're waiting till the, the end of the shift over so they can go. But the chances are they'll probably go back and wait the tables the next night and the next night, right? Mm. So what's happening is they're in a cycle and this is where this routine becomes important. Right. Have you ever been to an airport where your baggage comes off out, out of the plane, it comes around onto that conveyor belt and then it goes along a bit and then comes back around in the next part and you can sort of be standing where you can see your bag coming down the line. You could sort of touch it there or you could wait till it comes to the next closest place. Right. Like a conveyor belt. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Right, so think about if that's time, if that conveyor belt was time. And, and what I like to do is to put things on the conveyor belt of time mm. that are going to come back and revisit me in the future. And a classic example of that is recurring monthly income for my business. So as a normal salaried employee is going to look forward to their paycheck, you know, they're waiting and waiting and waiting for that income to come on that day of the month or that day of the week. What if we can influence that and we can make waiting really enjoyable because now we know that we're going to have a big payoff coming 
not just once a week or once a month, but how about every hour or every 30 minutes, there's a payment put into our account. So we're putting things on the conveyor belt that are going to drop down there every single month on that exact hour or that exact minute in the future. It's really, really something to think about in your business. And this is something that you sort of preach. You're sort of the guy when it comes to subscription revenue. And I've kind of taken that and run with it. All of our e-commerce businesses now, what we're focusing on is subscription-based products, things that we can sell, lifetime value of our customers, same thing on our information side. And I like the analogy that you often use that I now often use, which is that of farming, right? Like we're planting seeds that we water, that then fruit mango trees that feed us every genera- you know, every year. That's it. That's exactly what we're talking about, that predictable cycle where we've created our future harvest. So it's putting things in place. When you're planting that seed, when you're watering the, the plants, when you're keeping the bugs off, when you pick them at the right point in the harvest, you know that that tree will bear fruit again next season. And... This is the concept that we can actually engineer our future nows with a little bit of attendance today. So that's why I like the conveyor belt idea because it's like we're reaching out and putting things on the conveyor belt just before they get to us, but we're still able to enjoy them in the now. Well, think about an email list, right? Like I sent an email. I sent three emails for a new product over the last 10 days and generated $100,000 in sales, $100,000 from three emails sent to a group of people who I've been adding to my email list for the last two to three years. So it really is possible. And it, it as you build your asset, then you're you're able to leverage it as you go forward. And one of the things that you said that I want to touch back on is a lot of times you don't have a choice about the waiting, but you do have a choice about how you wait. And how you wait will affect the thing itself when it actually arrives. So like if you get yourself all agitated and freaked out while you're waiting and worried, then when the thing arrives, you're not in the best, best place to have it. And another thing that we can do is we can think of waiting as preparation. So if we think about when people have a baby, That's a whole long cycle of waiting. You're waiting for the baby to arrive. However, the whole pregnancy is an experience in and of itself. And it matters how you go through that process, whether you're the father or the mother. So in the waiting is a time for you to prepare and create space physically, mentally, and emotionally for the child in that case. Yeah, they call it nesting. Which is what I'm doing, except for we're not (laughs) pregnant. The next thing is is suddenly your baby's 20 years old and in a rock band. So, you know, time actually slips by fairly quickly and and it is advisable to enjoy the process of going through time rather than just future setting. And I think one of the big problems in business is that people have this career mindset where they've built everything around the idea of retiring at age 65, that all of their savings, all of their uh, job time is spent towards this career that builds to the peak crescendo of being 65 and not having to go into work anymore and having a, a retirement fund there to so that you can now live without having to work. Great, you can enjoy those last 10 or 20 years. <laughs> or... You'd say, you know what, I'm going to just design my life. I'm going to get things in place that allow me to not wish that time would speed up, to not wish that I can get to that 65-year-old retirement thing successfully, but I would rather bring forward that moment to the present where I can live like I'm retired and I can enjoy every day. 
already today, and bear in mind, we started this call at, in my time at nine o'clock. I already woke up and watched a volcanic sunrise through the clouds over the Pacific Ocean. I brewed a fresh coffee and made a, a beautiful omelette and sat down staring out at the, the beautiful waves rolling at Pacific Ocean, wrote down a couple of notes on my pad, and now I'm speaking to one of my best friends in the world. That is a day that I don't need to hurry. I don't need to rush. I'm not waiting for anything in particular because it's actually unfolding as we speak. Mm, it's so good. That comes to the idea of like, you don't have to be in a constant state of waiting if you're willing to do the work to set yourself up to enjoy your life now. Small decisions now can mean that you influence thousands of micro decisions in the future. And I pulled that concept from Greg McKeon from The Essentialist, uh, Essentialism. Who you did a podcast with, by the way, which was great. I did, I did a podcast with him because I really got a lot of enjoyment from his book. And unlike most authors, he actually lists all of his sources in the back. And his sources for that book reads like a summary of my library. It's, it's, as I was reading through his book, I'm like, I know where this came from. I know where this came from. I know where this came from. And at the end, he actually lists them. And I'm like, good on you, mate. You've compiled and curated a good book by leaning on the greats before you. So he wasn't copying it. He was curating it. And I liked this. It's a very good starting point for people to get on board this. Absolutely. You know, I got the magic of tidying up on your recommendation. And before I could even get my hands on it, Carrie had picked it up and and read it. <laughs> she loved it. <laughs> so are your T-shirts all rolled now? Yeah. I mean, we got it. It's a whole new strategy. I mean, she's pretty good as it is. She, she said a lot of the stuff in there kind of she had been doing somewhat subconsciously, like as far as tidying by category and that kind of thing. I think we, we all probably do the, the most basic ones like the clothing and the garage. But I, I just I like the stacking things horizontally and rolling instead of folding. And we're, we're, as you can tell, listener, we are super exciting dudes. Um. <laughs> Do you know what though? I think I actually think people are so distracted they're not even down to the, this stuff yet. They're probably their wardrobe is is a shambles with clothes that they don't wear that don't fit that they haven't looked at for years because it's just too busy. It's so busy being on Facebook and going to your job and grabbing that. Yeah, coffee on the way to work to sit in the traffic to you know and, and they're so caught up they haven't stepped back it could sound like a million miles away the sort of lifestyle that we talk about however the most important point is that through the series of podcasts we've put on this particular show you can take some significant steps towards getting closer to your perfect idea of how you'd like to live and that's really what we try and address on this show Totally. And we're talking about, you know, one of the things we're talking about on this episode is noticing your emotional state and being responsible for it. So we're going to roll Carol. Weekly willpower wager. Because the weekly willpower wager is to notice how you wait and where your mind goes when you wait in daily life, because that is a metaphor for the rest of your life. So when you're waiting online in the grocery store, when you're waiting in traffic, when you're forced to not move in the direction that you want to move because of some outside factor, how do you handle that experience? And, you know, like when you're on an airplane, et cetera, you can have more fun if you're able to relax and be present and enjoy where you are now. And I think you should definitely teach your kids this too, uh, you know, help them understand how to 
weight without a, a smart device because a lot of kids are challenged by not having instant things to do. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. The addition of whenever we have to stop doing something, we immediately go on our iPhone. That one's like... <laughs> like my kids have grown up with devices, so it's important to have time off the device. So all of them do something that is analog, playing guitar, riding motorbikes, riding horses. These things are, you know, away. one of them surfing now as well. They're off the device. Is that jammers? Jammers. He was ripping it up. I remember we took him out his first time. Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's able to stand and he's doing pretty good now. Wow. Kid's got freakish gross motor skills. Well, he's a beast. He's like eight feet tall and 700 pounds. He's bigger than me. My little my third baby's bigger than me. It's crazy. News and updates. Super fast business. We talked about this on the last episode, but it is coming up. You know, we are... I guess eight months away. <laughs> it's not coming up that fast, but well, it's certainly well subscribed. I set up a little sequence for super fast business members to get to their early bird tickets, and they've sold very quickly. And also, people who came to the last event got a special offer. Uh, as as you should always look after your best customers, right? Totally. The public tickets are available for sale now, and uh, we're rapidly approaching the first hundred tickets sold. So it's definitely on. It's uh, most exciting and i think by march this is going to get warmer and more beautiful here in manly it's like a resort location so it's well worth the trip you've got enough time to plan for it ezra and i will be there uh it's always a lot of fun i hope you can come along to it it's going to be a good time i on august 4th you know if if you're if you're listening to this now 2015 2015, that is, have finally, after about a year of development, a Shopify e-commerce course coming out that includes a theme and all kinds of stuff that people have been asking me for for a long time. So I'm excited about it. In Vegas, where I just was, we sort of did the the pre-launch of it, and it sold four to five times better than we expected, which is wild. So, so sort of the 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 energy for this product is there. People want it, and I'm excited about that. So. That's what I got going on. It's certainly a hot space and that's why I'm very keen to see what you've got at my event. You'll have probably got a lot of good feedback and questions from the the course and even a hot... I'm And Instagram ads will be out by then. They'll, they'll wow. come out probably a month or two ahead of time, uh, maybe January. I think everyone will have access, so we'll have that going. We've got Pinterest ads going really strong and I imagine that'll still be a hot topic of conversation and we're probably spending two to $3,000 a day on Pinterest right now for e-commerce. And so there's exciting stuff. You know, on the e-commerce side, one thing that we will be talking about at Superfast Business Live in March is integrated social commerce, which is Facebook and now Pinterest are rolling out betas of the ability to make a one-click purchase from within their social network. So in your Facebook newsfeed, you have your credit card on file. You see an offer for something. You can make a one-click purchase without ever leaving Facebook. Pinterest is rolling out the same thing. Instagram is discussing it. So integrated social commerce is what I'm calling it. I don't know the actual name for it, but it is coming, and, and it will be. It should be interesting. Yeah, well, that's very exciting, mate. You've really hit your zone uh, and and by the way, you know, the reason I've hit this zone and the reason why things are going so well is because I haven't traveled since April, which is a long time for me. April, May, June, July. Four months I've been here in New York without going anywhere. Powering up, powering that stability. The the routine really does set you free because it's it's giving you thinking time. It's giving you a way to tidy up. I, I, the other thing about travel is it's a really good way to expose all the weaknesses in your business. And I say that because I've got a lot of entrepreneurs that I'm helping who do travel 
and I put myself in that bucket. It's when you travel, when you have limited Wi-Fi, when you're busy uh, talking to people or in new places or learning currencies or how to feed yourself. The business has to stand on its strengths and any weaknesses or, or sloppy parts will reveal themselves so that you can actually make changes to your standard operating procedures when you get home and when you stabilize. So I imagine you're building it very strong now and also when you get good sleep and you eat well, you're going to be making significantly better decisions and it eliminates errors. So that's great to hear. I'm super happy about it. And it's funny, you know, we have done the travel all the time lifestyle. And it's sort of a thing that people, you know, at least in the millennial generation, one of the common desires that people have is, man, I wish I could just travel every, you know, travel all the time and kind of live my life uh, on on the go, going wherever, wherever I want from place to place, especially with um, young entrepreneurial men. It seems that to, that seems to be a popular uh, pursuit. And I have done that. And I much prefer just being in one place, you know. So I've done, I've done both. I think for me, it was busting out of driving a desk for a long time, and it's also essential to build your markets in other countries. You've seen it. You've come to Sydney, built a market here, and you have supporters. If you are willing to do the legwork, then uh, building an overseas market is good, and then you've got your now you've got your, your presence and your authority and your customer list. Now you can keep harvesting that initial planting of the seeds. So it's it's a good thing to do, and it's really good that you can hear the whole rounded view of this. There's a lot to be said for being quite comfortable hanging out in your daily routine and, and not feeling like you're waiting till you retire. Totally. Should we get some comments? We do have some comments. And listener, you know, we do these shows for you because the, we, we enjoy talking about this stuff and we've got sort of interesting and sometimes opposing viewpoints on business and life. And this podcast gets so much positive feedback because a little bit different than what you find anywhere else really in the business sort of education and advice and content space. It's a little more geared towards how you be in the world, which actually affects your business. And so we want to know what you think. We are interested in what you think about all this stuff. So you can leave a comment on our blog at thinkacget.com. You can leave us a review inside of iTunes. You can go to thinkacget.com and, and click a little button to record a voicemail. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. So what's our comments? We've got one here from Barry on the improvement episode. Love the show. Great episode, guys. Already edited my weekly framework template to include WC1. He's talking about the win, challenge, and one thing, which is a framework that we talked about in the improvement episode, uh, which is great to see. Thanks, Barry. We've got Alistar on the podcasting episode says, Evergreen content indeed, as I'm loving this nearly two years after it was recorded. Incredible strategy and tactics keep them coming. Man, I didn't realize that we'd been recording for two years. We're slowly chipping away through our episodes. But, you know, every time we release a show, we do get quite a spike in the iTunes charts. We had a, a period of inconsistency, but we're back on now. We're back on track. We are back on track. and I mean, it's real life, isn't it? When you have two people of completely different corners of the earth, different family scenarios, different business pace, you different ages, uh, like even different hair color. We, well, one of one of us has hair, and then, <laughs> and then we're going to have you know some interesting contrast there. And I think one thing is, I like doing the show, and you like doing the show too, Ezra. So it's good to know that we're still able to have an impact a few years later. Yeah, baby. 
So uh, are you keeping your quote or what's going on here? I'll keep it. It's kind of a meh quote, but I haven't really found anything meh. On, on the topic that's... Damn, not loving the quote. No love. It's, no, it's, it's okay. It's, uh, you usually have to wait for that which is worth waiting for, Craig Bruce. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of other viewpoints that, you know, if you, you could just go out and get what you want instead of just waiting around for it. Like if I'm thinking about the typical lotto mentality that people have, that their success plan hinges on waiting to win that big one versus my idea that you just get out there and make it happen and stop pretending that someone's going to hand it to you. Yeah, it's it's kind of an average quote at best, don't you think? Eh. All right. Well, now I'm less stoked on it, you know. I, I thought it was pretty sweet before, but 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 I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> it it had good intentions. Had good intentions. It's 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 easily argued. So here's mine, which I think you know backs up my point that I've been making this whole time. Which is so. This is a quote by Joyce Mayer, and what she says is that patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting. And I like that one, and I, I think that's good. If I were going to change mine, I'd say uh, – I'd pull out a zoo quote again. A good traveler has no fixed plans and is not intent on arriving. That's pretty good. It's not bad, is it? That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. So, you know, this podcast is about mindset, behavior, and results. Our focus is on improving your life and your business, and everything is directed at you our listener. This has been episode 56 on waiting. What is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think Act Get. James, always a pleasure. It certainly is wonderful to catch up, Ezra. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your ideas on waiting. Thanks, man. And uh, we'll be uh, on another one in a, in a week or so. So I'll see you then. See you then. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. 